Hi everybody, this is Nina's Art Canoscope, and I'm Nina, here to see what the stars have in store for us this week. I want to apologize ahead of time in case you hear dogs barking in the background. I've spent the last weekend telling myself that I should do this, that I want to do this reading, that I have planned on recording this, and it's all true! But it hasn't stopped me for one reason or another from banging this out at nearly the very last second. Anyway, after an haha unintended year of radio silence, I'm back now to ask the stars what they're saying and how we can best act upon it. Sure, I'm not the only one, and deaf not the first, to say that 2020 was a garbage year in terms of my goals and creativity. And I'm not one of those people who've been all like, fuck 2020, everything's gonna be excellent now. I recognize that the structural issues that made 2020 the dumpster fire that it was are still mostly in place. I hope, though, that we're now able to take a bit of a step back and get a longer, more nuanced view of our goals, our accomplishments, what we, you know, the work that goes to achieving the things that we want to do moving forward. The energies of an Aquarius moon encourage that long view, actually, especially as the sun also chills in Aquarius air until the 19th, when it drifts into watery Pisces, which is actually really interesting because I've I've checked several astrologers as to like when Aquarius season actually starts, and I've come up with like three different answers. So it's like some people say the 19th, some people just say the 20th, some people say the 21st. I'm not even sure if there's like an actual consensus somewhere within the next week or two, we will be drifting into Pisces. As an air sign, Aquarius is all about deep thinking, visions, and dreams. What are your dreams and where do they connect with reality? What is your reality and what can you do to make it a better reflection of your aspirations and emotions? Aquarius is an abstract enough sign that emotions are uncomfortable territory, but I don't think we can ignore the influence our emotions can have on our thoughts, our ideas, our dreams, our hopes. Feelings may not be like actual reality, but they can influence our relationship with reality and our perception of it. So, you know, we have to also keep an eye on them. In fact, the new moon phase is a phase of soul searching, asking yourself what you need, cleansing your space and energies, and banishing or releasing things that no longer serve you. Letting go can suck. But this moon is here to remind you that sometimes it's the best way to honor yourself and the world around you. What do you need to look to the future with hope? What can you detach from to help yourself grow into the best, brightest version of yourself? With these questions in mind, I chose an excellent new moon tarot spread from Escaping Stars, and I will link to that in my show notes in case any of you would like to do your own reading. It's going to be a six-card draw. And one of the other reasons I chose this particular layout was that a lot of Aquarius um, new moon um, layouts that I saw asked a lot about empathy. I don't know, man. That just seems like such a loaded term now lately, you know, empathy. And as someone much more brilliant than myself pointed out, like, empathy can hurt, you know? Having a lot of it, thinking a lot of it, you know, feeling... Sitting there and really digging your way into other people's feelings, like, that's good, and, you know, it's, like, it's good, but also it can be really painful and just, like, harmful in a way. So, I really wanted to 
break away from the idea from that idea of like I think in some ways we just interrogate empathy and like require empathy from some people more than others in a lot of ways. So, you know, I feel like if you're a thoughtful person, you're going to remain a thoughtful person for the most part. The first question we have is, how are others' expectations of me affecting my goals? And here we have the sun. Which is a card of abundance and brightness, and often it symbolizes success. Now may be the time to evaluate your views on success, what it looks like to you and your loved ones, and how much they may coincide or differ from each other. Sometimes the things other people want for you can stifle you, and it's okay to admit that, as hard as it may be. What do you want? What do you need? What is your vision of success? Your loved ones don't need to get it, but they can at least respect it. And if they can't do that, then maybe they don't need to be in, in your orbit, or in such close orbit. For our second card, we have... Oh, nope. For the second question, we have, Where do I need to build boundaries in order to protect my energies? And for that, we have the Four of Cups. The Four of Cups is a card of contemplation and meditation at best, but it can mean apathy and disappointment at worst. You may need to take a break to reevaluate your goals in life. It can be hard to build boundaries so that you can re-examine your life, but it's a worthwhile goal to let yourself imagine the life you want while shearing away distractions. Or you may need to take the time to determine what is a distraction and what is the actual heart of the matter. For our third question, we have, what can I lay to rest in order to birth a new level of awareness? And for that, we have the Five of Cups. The Five of Cups is a card of loss, of sorrow, and grieving. It's also an invitation to look deeper into yourself. Look behind your loss and sorrow, what lies beneath your pain. Heartbreak can feel so sharp that it seems like there's nothing else in the world when you're going through it. But you do have the rest of your life beyond it. You need to find ways to not stay locked in this dark place of sadness. In the original Rider Waite Smith deck, the central figure weeps over spilled cups even as more stand upright behind them. So maybe you need to find a way to look be beyond your sorrow. It's good to allow yourself to mourn your losses, but it's also good to find a way to look back to the world. For our fourth question, we have, what grounding methods can I use in order to manifest my intentions? And for that we have, the, the Two of Cups. And the Two of Cups symbolizes equality, relationships, communication, and harmony. So I think it's telling us to reach out to use our most loving relationships and impulses to ground and become steady. After a year of isolation, that's not like a bad idea. But it also can't hurt to evaluate your relationship with yourself and see how you can live more harmoniously there with yourself. Or maybe to get really abstract, which admittedly is very much Aquarius's jam, you could ask yourself, what is equality really? What is harmony? 
What for me makes a loving and balanced relationship and how can I actively use all of these things to ground myself in the world at large? For our fifth question we have, how can I help bring balance to the world around me? Oh, yep, that kind of goes along with the last one. For this question we have the devil. And the devil is one of those cards that when people see it, they kind of freak out and only see bad connotations. And like, full honestly, it's me. I'm people. When I first came to tarot, I was like, oh no. But the idea of temptation, of the shadow self, of being bound to certain people or stimuli can be scary. I get it. We want to feel like we have control over our lives, ourselves, especially when we feel the least in control. Which I think we can all argue we've we can all say that we've felt the least in control, especially recently. The devil asks you, I think, to look at these parts of yourself straight on and ask you where you can loosen up. Or if you maybe need to tighten the reins again. Balance right now means looking at your self-indulgences and temptations straight on, and maybe reassuring yourself that it's okay to treat yourself when you need it. For our last question we have... What during this new moon will help me reclaim my lost power? And there we have the Eight of Wands. And if you look at the traditional representation of the Eight of Wands, it's like a hail of arrows. So it's asking you to make the most of your momentum or find ways to maybe pick up speed. Have you been gearing up for action? The moon's energies are really good to help you get the ball rolling. Or, if you've been working toward a goal, you'll hopefully soon find yourself at the end. Oh man, I didn't mention which deck I was using for this reading, but the deck I'm using right now is called the Tarot of Vampires. It's really pretty and really gothic, as the name would imply, so, you know, I really enjoy using it when I feel like I need a bit of drama. So, for this reading, in conclusion, this is like a surprisingly emotional reading, I think, for, you know for Aquarius being so intellectual and stuff because there's a lot of watery energy and like feelings questions from the cups but it ends with a nice flourish of fire from the wands so balance and idealism are difficult goals to work toward but they are well worth the effort and hopefully the energies of this moon will help us achieve balance and maybe activate some more of our idealism. So, this has been another edition of Nina's Arcanoscope. I hope the stars and the cards are kind to you. If you have specific questions or a particular reading you'd like to ask for, my email will be in the show notes. All I ask is that you write Arcanoscope somewhere in the title and make sure to let me know you don't mind me answering your question on air. For the decks and the readings I use, I will put links in the show notes so you can check them out on your own. Thank you for tuning in and talk to you again later. Hi, everybody. I know it's been way too long since I did my last episode, but, you know, I think we can all agree that last year was pretty much a dumpster fire of massive stress. So told myself that this time I would work at it and make sure to actually record more. <laughs>